Life is a premium marketing content. Seduction the word itself thrill. The first image comes in mind as attraction. Robert Greene said in his book The Art of Seduction. Seduction is a game of psychology, not beauty, and it is within the grasp of any person to become a master at the game. A seducer does not turn the power off and on, every social and personal interaction is seen as a potential seduction. There is never a moment to waste. Seducers are never self-absorbed. Their gaze is directed outward, not inward. Pleasure is a feeling of being taken past our limits, of being overwhelmed, by another person, by an experience. Finally, seducers are completely amoral in their approach to life. Every seduction has two elements that you must analyze and understand, no one, yourself and what is seductive about you, and the no two, your target and the actions that will penetrate their defenses and create surrender. First impressions are critical. Everyone knows that advertisements are artful manipulations, a kind of deception. So, for your first appearance in the public eye, manufacture an event, some kind of attention-getting situation that the media will inadvertently pick up as if it were news. You suddenly stand out from everything else, if only for a moment, but that moment has more credibility than hours of advertising time. The key is to orchestrate the details thoroughly, creating a story with dramatic impact and movement, tension and resolution. The media will cover it for days. Conceal your real purpose, to sell yourself, at any cost. Never promote your message through a rational, direct argument. Design your words and images to stir basic emotions, lust, patriotism, family values. It is easier to gain and hold people's attention once you have made them think of their family, their children, their future. Similarly, find ways to surround yourself with emotional magnets, war heroes, children, saints, small animals, whatever it takes. Make your appearance bring these emotionally positive associations to mind, giving you extra presence. Never let these associations be defined or created for you, and never leave them to chance. At all costs, avoid appearing superior to your audience. Any hint of smugness, the use of complicated words or ideas, quoting too many statistics, all that is fatal. Instead, make yourself seem equal to your targets and on intimate terms with them. Show that you share your audience's skepticism by revealing the tricks of the trade. Make your publicity as down-home and minimal as possible, so that your competitors look sophisticated and snobby in comparison. Your selective honesty and strategic weakness will get people to trust you. You're usually more interested in your thoughts and ideas and you're locked in your head it's like a log like the old last day spinning around the same grooves, just switch it up and tell yourself the other someone is more interesting than me, their life, their thoughts, their thoughts, like an undiscovered world like going to Tahiti or something and visit another culture they have never before had experiences they have a world that is not yours it's just like them a character in a movie I want to understand if someone suddenly does that to you in the office or in the world of seducing a male female you will feel like you will be stunned, this is rare and you will only be halfway seduced by interest. So the main thing is to get them to talk about their childhood, obviously don't go tell me about your dad just get them to talk about their early life without being curious without making it clear that's what you're doing. Everyone has that kind of emotional connection to their experiences as a kid where growing up with their parents and families to their first friends, all kinds of feelings around him are so strong and uncontrollable so kind of slipping into asking about someone's childhood and then asking some key questions and letting them talk. So if you fill them in with questions you sound like a lawyer if they do 70 of the talking, they are not aware they are doing it but you let them talk and let them be the star but you find a foothold for what excites them and you get them to talk and open up about their childhood and then ask a question every once in a while and then every once in a while you go into your own life to kind of show yeah, you've had some kind of identical kind of guy that's a bit of a manipulative trick, but it's pretty powerful because they start telling you things about your strong childhood go, yeah, I had something very similar and maybe you had something similar, 
Yeah, that's a way really effective for communicating with people, but you have to be precise. It's the art of getting people to talk and open up, finding the thing that lights up their face and that gets them excited. You know, if you touch a subject and you see they get nervous or laugh a lot, they are really excited. Just put that in your little index there and go to know you struck a chord on a topic that either excites them or gives them like fear or whatever something very powerful is going on in there. It's like there's an ancient Greek play of Oedipus killing his father and then ending up madly marrying his mother. And no he never realizes it until he's in his late 30s and he's been through this entire career as king of this Thebes and then all of a sudden he realizes it's through different things going on. I've really done God all this is what my life is and he's so overwhelmed that he cut his eyes and blinded himself as a clue but you know how he was blind. So the Greeks say in that play that we're every kind of blind destiny that drives us forward and we're not even aware of it and the moment of feeling enlightened about realizing some of these patterns in your childhood is actually a wonderful moment it's so painful but so powerful as you know did and during the conversation someone says something a little annoying or a little strong and they go oh don't care I'm sorry I didn't mean to say forget it don't listen to what I just said well you obviously won't forget it it will stay in your mind and has been implanted the seed and that's the kind of thing the hint is that it's never a direct thing could be in your body language it could be in the fact that you show in your words you don't care about someone but, your eyes your eyes say something different from what your words say, your appearance hints at desire while your words are somewhat neutral and empty. It is the art of sowing seeds in a person's mind where he goes home after he meets you and thinks about what he did he says there what he meant what was that gesture if you made people they think of you when they come home you are halfway towards temptation because your spirit entered their mind and now they are thinking what you said about what you said you did and you know we all have anti-seduction tendencies we talk a lot about preaching and judging people who act brutal with being in a hurry and know they listen if you can just eliminate these anti-seduction tendencies. It will go a long way to improving your social interactions. Some expert's opinion says that. A winner is someone who doesn't lie to himself when deciding what he wants and how to get it and who has made a commitment to do whatever is necessary to make that decision a reality. And this includes the price that life frequently imposes on you for doing so as soon as you need to close on a deal, you lose all your power in it because in both the game of negotiation and that of attraction there's no more certain way to lose. Than to be in need. There's nothing. Worse than her feeling that you've. Invested too much in the interaction. And that you'll be affected if you don't. Obtain the desired result. My suggestion is that you manage it. Such that a considerable portion of. Your happiness depends on you and. You alone. The truth is, if masculinity were. To be condensed into a few traits. Testosterone and all of the behaviors associated with it could never be left aside. By this, not praising the type of man described, nor saying that this is the type of man with a woman wants to share her life. I'm referring solely to the capacity of this type of man to awaken sexual attraction in women, whether we like it. Something from which we can certainly extract some valid lessons. Let's talk about some psychological tricks to seduce a girl the art of seduction is not a natural thing for everyone and that's why we have wings to rely on the weaknesses of friends with an item of utility, but in our society currently in a world where mind and psyche read for everyone, it is not difficult to get a few of them and use them to suit your relationship situation, here are some psychological tricks you can use to seduce a girl you like or want to connect with to be a good listener, you have two ears and one mouth for a reason, famous women use it using over 50,000 words a day, and if you listen well, they share a lot about themselves plus you listen more the better your chances of getting it because she is so comfortable with you she also thinks that you are sensitive and honest about her which is a positive for B. Both the Benjamin Franklin effect proposed by Benjamin Franklin is a psychological phenomenon that argued that people only help others because they love them now, 
and this is very true even if they do not actually like these people because their minds struggle to maintain logical consistency between their actions. And their actions. Their perceptions this means that you have to get a girl to do you a favor so that she starts to think that she likes you, make her laugh, and your laughter proves to her that you are mentally strong and capable, which is a quality that every woman wants. It helps connect individuals and groups with some people together. Chandler is a friend who always teases people with her black humor, and instead, you can even show her that she sent funny memes that way. They always associate you with funny memes and it will be as if you were telling the joke yourself the effect of similarity and attractiveness we are said to like people who look like us or have similar qualities to us and therefore if you want to seduce a girl make sure that the things in common and point out so that she can subconsciously you to look for her or pointing out things even if you don't like it. You wouldn't mind doing yourself for example if you mention that you like swimming and it's not something you like to do, you probably won't do it perfectly but you don't mind giving it a chance just to mention that you like swimming or that you deserve a try the trick is choosing an activity you like that you don't normally do to impress a girl do you have to do your research and make sure it's something you don't mind let's say if it's a sport or an activity that you don't enjoy you'll see it right by breaking the touch barrier king the touch barrier refers to engaging cl touches which is not necessarily sexual and does not indicate any sexual encounters this may be like touching her other arm in her hand or back and clicking on her forehead or cheek which is good enough to send her a message that you respect and appreciate will make her feel comfortable around you and open up to her. This is a surefire way to get her to open up to her about your problems, your secrets, and of course your upbringing. Leave a few things to the imagination to show her that you trust her, she will imitate you, and feel free to share her problems and secrets with you. You will fear that it will have such a big role in your life, I hope it will stay that way for a long time, and when you follow it things will not be as difficult as they seemed at first because you, you know a lot about us now that you know some tricks to use here and there. Please remember that these tricks should not be used to lure a girl for the wrong reasons to hurt or embarrass her. Anyone who has attempted to foray into the great wide word of dating knows that, when it comes to flirting, cheesy pickup lines just don't cut it. Attracting a partner can be tricky, and there are many pitfalls one can fall into. But when it comes down to it, flirting is just an evolutionary tactic to acquire a mate for reproduction. With this in mind, here's a list of some psychologically proven flirting strategies that actually work. Be a smooth talker. Pitch and tone actually have a lot more to do with flirting than one may think. Research from MIT suggests that men are more attracted to women that vary their tone at which they speak. Women whose voices went up and down in frequency received more romantic interest from men than those who speak with a flatter tone. The same study also found that women were more attracted to men who interjected when they were speaking with phrases such as I see, okay, and yup. This not only suggests dominance but also understanding. Confidence is the key. A study by Dr. Monica Moore of Webster University found that, when observing real-life person in bars and shopping malls, it was not the most physically appealing people that were most often approached for flirtation. Instead, those who signal their confidence through basic flirting techniques, such as smiling, were more likely to attract others. Touch them. Most research has demonstrated that. Touching a person can increase their compliance to complete a wide variety of requests, and this may extend to the world of flirtation. Dr. Moore found that when a young male confederate in a nightclub asked young women to dance with him, his request was most likely to be followed if he touched a woman's forearm for one to two seconds. This could be because tactile contact is associated with dominance. Later, when the women were asked to complete a survey about their experience, a high score of dominance was associated with the tactile contact. Make a Good first impression. It's no secret that first impressions leave a lasting mark. According to a study published in the Journal of Social Psychological and Personality Science, first impressions from a photograph of someone can influence another's judgment of them. 
even after they've met. In the study people would evaluate others based on their photograph. And then meet them. The first impression through the photograph influenced the individual's judgment of the person even after they met them formally. So when you do decide to muster up the courage to ask your crush out, it's important to leave a lasting impression, a good one. It's a good start for one, and sooner or later they may just be falling for you. So, not being late to first meetings. And admitting that positive chi is key. Eye contact. Eye contact is key when it comes to demonstrating your attraction to another person. When we make eye contact with a prospective partner, we are actually searching for evidence of their attraction to us through the psychological response of pupil dilation. This is also why staring into one another's eyes can often feel so intimate. Therefore, one of the best ways to let someone know you're interested in them is to gave into their big brown, blue or green eyes. Wear red. Not only is red an eye-catching color that flatters many different skin tones, red is also a symbol of lust and sexuality. With studies showing that, when both men and women wear red, they appear more attractive to the opposite sex. This may be due to social expectations. However, psychologist Adam Pasteur suggests that our attraction to red may be a hangover from humans' evolutionary past. As animals, such as female baboons, display patches of bright red skin to indicate that they are ready to mate. Be funny. Humor is actually a huge factor in the search of a potential mate. University of New Mexico psychologist Professor Jeffrey Miller suggests that being funny is one of key ways we decide how attractive a partner is. This is because, to be truly funny, someone must be able to think quickly and be creative, skills that are extremely necessary for survival. To be humorous is to be smart, so telling a joke could just result in you getting the date you wanted. Play hard to get. Studies show that when we're unsure of how much someone likes us, we actually like them more than when we're told they like us a lot. This could be due to the fact that playing hard to get makes someone seem more desirable and sometimes even out of our league. When someone seems too needy, we're likely to believe we can do better, so it may be better to act aloof. Are you a woman? Smile. Not only it does a smile exhibit a sense of humor and a caring nature, but it also displays a good health. Research from the University of British Columbia suggests men find smelling women more attractive than prideful, possibly because of its association with submission and maternal urges. Are you a man? Brute. The stereotype is true. In the same study from the University of British Columbia, researchers found that women rated smelling men as the least attractive compared with prideful and shameful looking men. Therefore, acting like a bad boy may win you a mate, regardless of whether you're actually bad or not. Mirror body language. 55% of attraction communication is made through body language. And one of the most subtle. Yet most effective methods of flirting with someone is to mirror their actions. This is because we unconsciously copy those we're attracted to as a sign we're interested in what they're saying. Mirroring someone demonstrates that we have good communication skills, but also that we're invested in their thoughts and feelings. This is also a way of knowing whether someone is interested in you. If they copy your mirroring, they may just reciprocate your feelings. Events with a cinematic edge. Make your events and publicity stunts plausible and somewhat realistic, but make their colors a little brighter than usual, the characters larger than life, the drama higher. Provide an edge of sex and danger. You are creating a confluence of real life and fiction, the essence of any seduction. It is not enough, however, to win people's attention, you need to hold it long enough to hook them. This can always be done by sparking controversy. While the media argues about the effect you are having on people's values, it is broadcasting your name everywhere and inadvertently bestowing upon you the edge that will make you so attractive to the public. As a seducer, you must never mistake a person's appearance for the reality. 
people are always susceptible to being seduced, because in fact everyone lacks a sense of completeness, feels something missing deep inside. Remember, most of us are lazy. To relieve our feelings of boredom or inadequacy on our own takes too much effort, letting someone else do the job is both easier and more exciting. If they are stuck in a rut, make them feel it more deeply, innocently bringing it up and talking about it. What you want is a wound, an insecurity you can expand a little, an anxiety that can best be relieved by involvement with another person, namely you. They must feel the wound before they fall in love. Lawrence made his targets feel personally inadequate. If you find it hard to be so brutal, concentrate on their friends, their circumstances, the externals of their lives. Corporations and politicians know that they cannot seduce their public into buying what they want them to buy, or doing what they want them to do, unless they first awaken a sense of need and discontent. Make the masses uncertain about their identity and you can help define it for them. It is as true of groups or nations as it is of individuals, they cannot be seduced without being made to feel some lack. A perfectly satisfied person cannot be seduced. Tension and disharmony must be instilled in your target's minds. Stir within them feelings of discontent, an unhappiness with their circumstances and with themselves, their life lacks adventure, they have strayed from the ideals of their youth, they have become boring. The feelings of inadequacy that you create will give you space to insinuate yourself, to make them see you as the answer to their problems. Pain and anxiety are the proper precursors to pleasure. Learn to manufacture the need that you can fill. Although Lawrence had great success with his frontal approach, it is often better to stir thoughts of inadequacy and uncertainty indirectly, by hinting at comparisons to yourself or to others, and by insinuating somehow that your victims' lives are less grand than they had imagined. What people want is not temptation, temptation happens every day. What people want is to give in to temptation, to yield. Your task, then, is to create a temptation that is stronger than the daily variety. It has to be focused on them, aimed at them as individuals, at their weakness. Understand, everyone has a principal weakness, from which others stem. Find that childhood insecurity, that lack in their life, and you hold the key to tempting them. Their weakness may be greed, vanity, boredom, some deeply repressed desire, a hunger for forbidden fruit. Their past, and particularly their past romances, will be littered with clues. Many such social barriers are gone today, so they have to be manufactured, it is the only way to put spice into seduction. Taboos of any kind are a source of tension, and they are psychological now, not religious. Search in their past, whatever they seem to fear or flee from might hold the key. The reverse of temptation is security or satisfaction, and both are fatal to seduction. If you cannot tempt someone out of their habitual comfort, you cannot seduce them. Most people are locked in their own worlds, making them stubborn and hard to persuade. The way to lure them out of their shell and set up your seduction is to enter their spirit. Play by their rules, enjoy what they enjoy, adapt yourself to their moods. In doing so you will stroke their deep-rooted narcissism and lower their defenses. Hypnotized by the mirror image you present, they will open up, becoming vulnerable to your subtle influence. Soon you can shift the dynamic, once you have entered their spirit you can make them enter yours, at a point when it is too late to turn back. Indulge your target's every mood and whim, giving them nothing to react against or resist. Of all the seductive tactics, entering someone's spirit is perhaps the most devilish of all. It gives your victims the feeling that they are seducing you. Once you have decided whom to seduce, 1. Choose the right victim. Your first task is to get your victim's attention, to stir interest in you. For those who might be more resistant or difficult, you should try a slower and more insidious approach, first winning their friendship, 2. Create a false sense of security, approach indirectly, for those who are bored and less difficult to reach, a more dramatic approach will work, either fascinating them with a mysterious presence, 3. Send mixed signals, 
or seeming to be someone who is coveted and fought over by others, 4. Appear to be an object of desire. Once the victim is properly intrigued, you need to transform their interest into something stronger, desire. Desire is generally preceded by feelings of emptiness, of something missing inside that needs fulfillment. You must deliberately instill such feelings, make your victims aware of the adventure and romance that are lacking in their lives. 5. Create a need, stir anxiety and discontent. If they see you as the one to fill their emptiness, interest will blossom into desire. The desire should be stoked by subtly planning ideas in their minds, hints of the seductive pleasures that await them. 6. Master the art of insinuation. Mirroring your victims' values, indulging them in their wants and moods will charm and delight them. 7. Enter their spirit. Without realizing how it has happened, more and more of their thoughts now revolve around you. The time has come for something stronger. Lure them with an irresistible pleasure or adventure. 8. Create temptation, and they will follow your lead.